Well, good evening. Uh, how are you doing today? Let's hope you're doing well. Let's uh, set the stage as we do now. So, uh, we've got a retiring to the bedroom today. I sit uh, on my bed. There's a small lamp across from me, diagonally, on a small desk glowing too brightly at 12.17 in the morning. I'll probably turn it off just because it's messing up with my REM sleep or something. I haven't been sleeping well. I was yawning all day at work. Ah, uh, yes. The return to work. I have returned to work. So much going on today. So much going on to catch you up with. Um, let us see. This is the, uh, tomorrow will be the fourth day, or I guess in the morning will be the fourth day back. Worked 16 hours this week. Uh, first day was pretty rough. Second day was not great, but better. And the third day, still a little tired, but uh, mostly because of my back hurting. You know, the job uh, can hurt your back, and typically... Uh, um, you know, your back hurts all day when you're uh, at a job like this. And uh, normally I would, of course, have swallowed several Tylenols or ibuprofen or what have you. But uh, the doctor's orders now are that you got to stay away from ibuprofen, aspirin, and that kind of stuff because of your kidneys. And, uh, and because of that, I've just extended it to Tylenol as well. Like, um,. Though the back, the back was bad, it wasn't bad enough to really require supplement or that sort of thing. So we'll just ignore it for now. Uh, hopefully uh, some good sleep will rest that. Uh, not sure what I'm going to be doing next week as they haven't even picked my schedule. They're sort of doing that for me. But uh, work has been accommodating uh, largely because of... Uh, several individuals um, who've made it their choice and decision to do so. Um, going above and beyond, basically, is what I'm saying. Uh, as many people have throughout my illness. Quite lucky in many ways in that sense. You know, many people get ill or sick or have festers festering around them and they get no sense of relief no no human companionship in that sense uh, merely the knowledge that other people know you're suffering and care can be very um, alleviate can alleviate many much of your suffering in some ways or alleviate some much to be said for that which is probably why we all pair up and attempt to despite the fact that uh, TikTok is telling us to uh, engage in promiscuous behavior and have multiple wives or multiple husbands and but you can't be listening to that uh, evil TikTok from your morals and though Apparently, I just read something like 10% of all Americans get their news from TikTok. You get your news from TikTok? Nobody watches CBS 
news anymore. I think the ratings are so low, it's uh, comical. But uh, 10% of Americans, uh, 35 million Americans are festering their eyes on, feasting their eyes on TikTok in order to get all of their news. What a what a glorious time we live in. Speaking of YouTube, and that's a terrible segue, but, uh, you know, or and, well, I should, speaking of uh, Twitter, perhaps, because if you're following this podcast and you don't follow me on Twitter, then it's incomprehensible to me what you're, you're thinking or doing. You should be following me on Twitter for sure. But I posted a, uh, I think one of the best lectures you would ever uh, witness, or one of the best ones, uh, maybe not the best, but a great lecture from one of my favorite uh, professors, talking about the Frankfurt School of Critical Theory, and it's a, you know it's a thing on philosophy and social theory, and and you're probably bored unless you have that interest like I do, which. You know, I have a great interest in that sort of stuff. Your your eyes probably glazed over, and you were like, uh, "Why on earth would I want to follow that link and follow that YouTube to the Frankfurt School?" Like that. That's you know, if you've even heard of them, you know these pompous German Germans from the 1930s. Why would I want to hear and listen about them? But. Uh, much of the modern politics, in terms of what we call wokeness now, uh, extreme leftism, um, much of the uh, ways in the which uh, the left has moved owes its existence initially to the Frankfurt School of Critical Theory. Even the term critical theory, which many of you may have heard on the news with uh, legal theories, you know, critical legal theory um, or critical theory in uh, some other fashion you've heard. Mostly from Trumpistan and right-wing conservatives going ballistic over some perceived or potentially even real threat or idea, but uh, and this uh, this lecture is a little bit dated in the sense that it's a little older because it it doesn't talk about wokeness and things. It talks about political correctness, which of course had its roots as well in the new kind of uh, political uh, theories that are going around. You know, the idea that uh, safe spaces and all that sort of stuff got all of its from. All of it's created from sort of the political correctness, and, and sort of that was all based on all these ancient theories from the 1930s, these ancient German philosophers. And it's a fascinating lecture, uh, and, it, and you don't have to know anything about critical theory. It's the best thing about it. It's it's a uh, it's basically just a an introduction to everything. And he goes through you know, whole sets of things. And so whenever you read or hear me, if you've read the blog or whatever, hear me talk about instrumental reason and why is that important, he kind of goes through all instrumental reason and the difference between that. And talks about Marx and Freud and a bunch of people and 
You think, oh, those are old dead white guys. What do I care about them? Well, they're still influencing you. And it's the ways that the critical theory kind of... It never became super popular. Uh, I mean, most people probably... If you were to say, what's the Frankfurt School of Critical Theory? Unless they went to college, probably nobody's ever heard of that. But in fact, you've actually heard of all, all their ideas. They're all in the background of your life. You just don't know it. And one way of coming to that is to listen to this lecture, because I highly recommend it, if you're not familiar with the stuff. Uh, and perhaps you are because you're a listener of this podcast. And so I highly think that uh, maybe you do care about all that stuff, and maybe you, you have read all that stuff. So congratulations if you have. But if you haven't, one simple introduction lecture, it's about 45 minutes, I think you will enjoy it quite a bit just because uh a the professor is uh, tremendous so he's a, he's great at explaining difficult things unlike me where i'm doing ums and alls and he's doing all this without notes by the way i believe which if true and i've i've read that uh based on some stuff that i've read about him and then uh i believe his daughter has a podcast where he where, where she talks to uh the professor and i'm, I'm blanking on his name um, many, many years later, modern day, uh, and I subscribed to that podcast. Um, and I think she tells that story about how he, he did that without, uh, he did all those lectures without notes, which is remarkable because the breadth of the, the class, the lecture and, uh, his familiarity with everybody and everything is pretty remarkable to do, especially without notes. I mean, if you've ever been to a, college class or a high school class and watched a teacher pontificate on anything and do so without notes you you know most of them are reading right from them or that sort of thing uh imagine how much better this podcast would sound if i had taken some notes and uh it would sound much better probably but instead we get the oh shit i just fucking threw my glasses ah yeah, hopefully they didn't break. Um, and, uh, yeah, the whole thing would sound much better, probably, if I had taken some notes. But, man, yeah, you're going to just, you're going to live with the new podcast style that we're doing here. Let's, uh, let's catch you up there. So, follow me on Twitter if you're not, R-O-M-I-U-S-T, and uh, go go do that only because you can go f watch that lecture. You will love a, you will go away with much improved knowledge about the world, about the the origins, the antecedents of the political realm that we live in now. At least on some, at least on one side of it, you can understand maybe where they're coming from. Why do they take these positions? That sort of thing. It's good to understand, even if you're a, an opponent of those things. It's good to know why your opponent thinks what they think. Because if you don't, you don't truly understand your own argument now, do you? Exactly. Let's uh let's let's talk about uh my blood pressure. It's down to it's over one sixty. That's three or four times I've bothered to even measure it. Uh so it's basically uncontrolled at that point. One sixty is pretty darn high. And uh I got that after I stopped taking the amylodin, amylodipine. 
which was causing a great deal of fluid retainment. And uh, I've lost a lot of the fluid after doing that, taking getting off that. But the uh, cardiologist, uh, I, I think he'd just be seeing the 160 that he, I took it. He took the blood pressure at the uh, the last uh, appointment. Went, well, we're going to put you on another one. And I mentioned, I think I told him that, yeah, after I got off the amyloid and the amyloid being the uh, blood pressure went back, back right back up. Went from like 120 to 160. So hopefully this new medication, which works the same way, but does not uh, cause all the fluid retainment, um, will get the blood pressure down. Uh, but I can even feel the blood pressure has been rising. So it's good to see that that will hopefully do. And the I think I've even gotten a little more fluid back just because blood pressure is so high that uh, it's causing... Uh, the heart to beat or whatever, I don't know, whatever kidneys are not working so great, uh, been peeing 20 times at night, that's not been fun, that's what you wanted to hear, that's what you get on a podcast, right, I download this podcast where I can listen to a man complain about his urination problems, he urinates 10 times at night, 6 times at night, and all the, uh, all the talking about medication, that sort of thing. But that's what we do with this podcast, so can't really complain. Walking around here a little, so you may hear echoing that you don't normally hear. But uh, we're not doing anything about echoes or microphones or anything. I'm just going to record right in my phone. And it sounds... For me, uh, and I've heard some complaints, but for me, whenever I apply it on my uh, uh, stereo or whenever I play it on my headphones or what have you, uh, I have Amazon Buds, if we must know. Uh, they sound remarkably good. Um, you may have to turn it all the volume up pretty high, but overall, it sounds sounds pretty good. So, till I hear something radically different I'm not going to worry oh well let's see I had the volume really really low the whole time here so I'll turn up the volume a little more it may have been too low but hopefully uh, hopefully you were able to hear I recall thinking I had a lot of stuff to talk about oh the fourth day back at work uh, still looking for a car. This time we're looking at a Volvo 2002 with over 100,000 miles, just a little over. For a Volvo, that's nothing for mileage, of course. They can run two, three, four hundred thousand, no problem. Uh, the person that's uh, selling it is apparently replacing their nephew or son's or something like that's car. I guess, I guess that's son or daughter. Replacing their child's car, which is a relatively, I mean, it's a 2002, so it's a relatively old car. But uh, they live in Scottsdale, so the car got too old, I guess, for their kids to handle. Um, so they're replacing that and selling it, buying a new car. But they also said they're buying themselves a new car, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe the maybe the kids 
own that car or use that car. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the story is. Whenever I meet them, I'll, I'll have to let them know. But uh, they were supposed to be able to do it this week, but I guess the car didn't either wasn't available or because I think they're buying a brand new one. Maybe it wasn't ready. It's supposed to be hopefully next week, they said. And then when they get the car, they'll email me. I've been keeping tabs with them and keeping in touch with them, so uh, I believe I should be high on their list of uh, hopefully number one uh, on interest in the car. Uh, it's a 2002 Volvo S80, in case you're interested. If you want to look that sort of thing up. Uh, very nice very nice car. Volvo's make very nice cars. You know, probably was a $40,000 car when it was brand new. So, you know, 20 years later, it's worth 4000 Right around the right correct, uh, you know, I think it's a... After 20 years, it's a 10% of its worth of its value should be the price of the car. So it's right about there. Well, let's see. Anything else we've got going on here? I guess I could always pause if I'm uh, running out of stuff to think about or say. I won't do that though. Cause I had a lot of stuff and I just I'm I'm blanking on what the hell it was going to be. Uh, it's nice in Arizona though, in the 70s. Um, so it's a great time of year, and it in the 70s came really. It's going to be 80 tomorrow, but. You know, it's practically 79. Surprised at how cool it was. It was in the low 70s earlier this week. Uh, which is remarkable. Uh, especially when it was like 115 just a week before that. 100 degrees. That's quite nice. Well, folks, as I've uh, unfortunately come to the end of my programming today, as I... I can't remember what it was I had planned on talking about. I had two or three things and I didn't get to. But that'll just mean that the next podcast will just be filled with information and uh, that sort of thing. So, uh, fare thee well and uh, good night, America.